and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. I'm Jeff. And I'm Matt. So, guys, uh, what's going on? You going to play anything cool recently? This week, Snakey Bus came out on Steam. And um, I think the three of us saw the trailer. It was only like a week or two ago. Um, looked really interesting. Yeah, it was immediately a game that could have spawned on this show. Oh, absolutely. It was a, a perfect, uh, just killer little idea. And, you know, we were talking about where did the crazy taxi genre go? Mm-hmm. And there you go. It, came, it went to uh, Snakey Bus. Is it crazy taxi, though? I don't get that impression. It's It has that element of picking up and dropping off, but it's actually, it's Snake. It's old school Snake mixed with like a, a resource gathering mechanic. So you are a bus. Every time you pick up passengers, it fills your capacity. And once you get to about half capacity, a stop will appear and you'll have an arrow over your bus and you go to the stop and then it extends your bus so that you can pick up more people. So it's this loop of picking up as many people as you can, going to a stop, picking up as many people as you can, going to a stop. If you have a, only a partially full bus and you go to a stop, you'll, you'll still extend, but you won't extend as much. Are the guys ever getting dropped off though? That's, that's what the stop is. So, so oh, okay. when you, when you pick them up, you, well, one, your bus never stops. It's just like snake. Yeah. You can control how fast you go to a certain extent. You can slow down by hitting S. You can speed up by hitting W. And then space bar is a jet boost. So you <laughs> can use speeding up and the jet boost in conjunction with ramps to launch yourself pretty far across the level. And you need to do this because as you're getting longer and longer, the levels themselves are really small. So you're going to end up running into yourself. And I've almost every game I've played so far, and I've done maybe about 11 or 12 runs on different levels. What ends up happening is I end up driving next to my own bus. Uh, when you go off a ramp and you're airborne and when you land, your does your tail stay airborne forever? Yeah. Like, so kinda, okay. you're essentially so you're, you're, tracing a shape through space right. with your bus. So yeah, when you're in the air, it's it's crazy too because I think my maximum length was 251 in like the second level. In that one, I was in, where was it? It was like a kind of LA sort of setting and I would be looping through and off in the distance, I would see my bus driving along the ground and then my bus like arcing over it in the air, <laughs> like all running at so the same awesome. time in opposite directions. I mean, there has to be multiplayer eventually, right? Tron bus? I don't know. The game is so bare bones. When I first played it on Friday, there was no button in the main menu to exit the game. When I played today, there was a button to exit to the main menu, but it did not work. So <laughs> so you had to alt F4. I love that yeah. so much. That's so like <laughs> tiny indie team oh, yeah. Yeah, stuff that is so endearing, I think. It's great. Uh, you guys ever played snake.io? I don't think so. It's exactly the same. It's just snake, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, except the thing that makes it special is that it's massively multiplayer snake. Whoa. And um, it sounds if, insane. If someone, if you kill, if someone runs into you and you get like all the snake segments from that person and you get oh, really long that's genius it's amazing no it's amazing it was like really really huge a couple of years ago and me and my daughter used to play it all the time so to so, kill somebody you, you have to it's have tron to... you know yeah, it's like, yeah yeah okay it, it it's a great example of just it's a it's a tried and true idea you know snake mm-hmm. but just even the smallest twist on it 
can make it just a completely new thing. And it's something I always like to explore in some of the ideas we're talking about. You know, it's uh, taking something established and just putting our own spin on it. Oh, I, you I something. genuinely think somebody was like, huh, I wonder what would happen if I made Snake in 3D. And then right, they were like, right. that looks like a bus. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then that's where yeah. it came from. So, uh, like, I would have probably gone with a Dune aesthetic. Well, here's the thing. I, there are unlockable skins in the game. Can you so, be a sandworm? So you can't be a sandworm right now, although I think you should totally <laughs> comment on the Steam page and say that we need that. But you yeah. can be a Chinese dragon, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So there's bus. there are like cat bus. three three buses, like a truck, like a like a semi essentially, and then the dragon that you can unlock. And they all cost points, which I was able to accumulate in like three or four rounds. So hopefully they expand on that. And then the levels unlock per number of plays. So the first level unlocks with zero plays, and then the next one is 10, and then 20, and so on. So there, there's a little bit of a progression there. It's so easy to just keep playing. So you're going to be racking up points and racking up plays really fast and unlocking the whole game quickly. Um, I, I just can't stop thinking of skins for the bus. Oh, I, I know. I was thinking of, like, it could easily be a roller coaster obviously yes and then a bunch like a long line of tandem bikes that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> i love that i mean there's so many things you could do it's it's never ending a bunch of logs like a log ride <laughs> yes it, and i don't know how big the team is it feels like it's probably one or two guys the quality of the game is perfectly proportional to the mechanics and the price that's awesome I'll well pick it up. i'm glad someone made it somebody should <laughs> yes. buy this Yes. Someone should buy this. Well, we'll definitely link that to it. That was our new segment, Someone Should Buy This. <laughs> um, that's actually not a bad idea. No, it's not. Uh, real quick, before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to... Oh, yeah, uh, Danish, Danish was on a podcast. We are supposed to say yeah, that. Yeah, I've been on podcasts before. I know you're on uh, this one. But... We've been on podcasts together before, but always our own. Yeah, so you can go back and listen to the DLC podcast, number 255, where I actually talk about uh, what it's like to pitch... A real game, um, which is something that's ironically, that's what we all talk about. But I was in a position to pitch a game to a publisher. And so it was a board game. Um, so you can listen to that episode. and I talk all through what the process was like, which I think actually would be pretty interesting for hey, our listeners. Here's a fun question. Is yeah. is our podcast anything like actually pitching a game? That's a great um, question. That is a great question. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's uh, not just three dweebs. <laughs> shouting jokes at each other um ours is much more fun let's just say <laughs> that's why we're doing it this way um i love the idea of uh going into a pitch meeting and being like guys i got a kernel of an idea here. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm thinking i'm thinking fish on a bus fish what bus. do you got for me <laughs> yeah um i i would actually I, I would just tell you the whole story on this podcast, but I, I would point you to the DLC episode because we spent a good like 25 minutes talking about it and I run through the whole thing. Uh, so it's worth listening to. But anyway, I'm going to be on uh, today. We are, I'm going to also be on the Game Breaking Feature podcast, which is something uh, that we were aware of. It, it's an awesome show. It's, I remember when we were starting this one, we were kind of doing a little bit of research about what other game development type podcasts there are. and We came up with this. We, we found this one. And uh, eventually the host kind of reached out to me about coming on, but uh, it's really cool. Every episode they uh, tackle a very specific game mechanic, like 
tutorials or side quests or emotes. What was yours? Or karma. Mine was cutscenes, nice. uh, which was very interesting. So that should be out today. Uh, give it a listen. I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's a phenomenal podcast here. Anybody even remotely interested in game design absolutely needs to check it out. It, they do a yeah, phenomenal job those guys, over there. Those guys are really smart, like really interesting, like engaging discussion. And they do a great job of research and like going back to like the first examples of any given thing, like what kind of introduced it, what coined the phrase and how it's been, uh, you know, developing and all this stuff. It's it's very in-depth and high quality. So you, you said they did like really weird things where they had like preparation and show notes <laughs> yeah what is that what is that yeah about? Well, it was a it was a professional uh, production uh unlike this one <laughs> so yeah it's really good um okay let's get started uh who wants to go first i feel like i haven't gone first in maybe ever yeah, yeah. hit it <laughs> so so i guess i'll go um if if anybody if any of you guys watched the very recent uh playstation was it state of play that they're doing right. like once every month or so. Um, they they revealed that there is a Predator game mm-hmm. coming out. And it reminded me of this, of a Predator game idea that I had quite a long time ago. Like back when I was playing like Counter-Strike and Quake 3. Uh, and I was like, well, I kind of want to get out ahead of this. Because they didn't show any gameplay or anything. It was like a stinger cutscene type deal. Um, so I was like, yeah, maybe I should just get my idea out there just in case it's like in case it's like too close that once the game comes out, I can't actually use this idea as a pitch. So Mm, yeah, so here we go. Uh, Right now I'm thinking three teams and one team would obviously be a single person who's playing as the predator. Uh, Another team would be like your commandos. And then the third team would be whatever the opposing regime is. Um, Mm. So good guys, bad guys, predator guy. What I originally wanted to get at was because, like I said, I was playing Counter-Strike and Quake at the time. It was sort of like a Counter-Strike team and a Quake team where, like, the badasses are just, like, super run-and-gun, like, action guys. And then you have your more, like, tactical guys as the opposing team. And then your predator guy who gets, like, the cloaking. He's supposed to be a little more uh, stealthy and, you know, has the, the future weapons and stuff. Maybe, like more based on like cooldowns and picking out his prey one at a time. The more I think about that and the more I've thought about it, it there there's there's flaws to it. Um, I, I feel like one, everybody wants to be a predator, right? Like that mm-hmm. you're gonna buy this game and you're gonna be like, well I just want to be the predator. I don't want to be these other guys. And then from there, if you can't be the predator, you're gonna want to be the action guys. And like nobody's gonna want to be this other team. So <laughs> <laughs> so so well, what's their what's their stick? Um well that's that's the thing, right? Like Okay. I, I don't really know. In the movie, they had hostages, and the hostages the, are always fun. Oh, ho- great! So make it an escort mission. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it an escort. <laughs> make it even more tantalizing. Yes, exactly. Like your job is to stand still and guard these guys. Uh, so another idea I had is, do you remember the? You remember when the the United States Army, the literal United States Army, put out the game, which I believe was called yes. U.S. Yeah. Army. Um, yeah. They it was bizarre, but they did do a fairly smart thing where both teams were the U.S. Army, and then if if you were the, you just saw the other team as like the terrorists or whatever they were. Oh, oh so it was just a dressing. Yeah, it's just a dressing, and then like you would you would like the there'd be American weapons on your side that all the models look like those, but then they would just be like 
the the equivalent of the other side so like an m4 right. or bnak or whatever um so that's one way to go uh although i would be curious to see if you guys had any any better ideas to that uh the last trick is the predator where like i said everybody's going to want to be the predator so how do you just stop everybody from joining a server smashing the predator button and when they don't get it they dr- they dip so what i was thinking for that is what if no, whatever this game ends up being as far as the the two teams that are actually in conflict what if there's not a 100% chance that the predator even shows up because oh, that's I, cool yeah cuz i think hmm. i think the cool thing about predator is you're kind of they're you're always on edge right like or or maybe not even maybe that's not right maybe you're not always on edge and the, it's the surprise is if the predator actually shows up and you're like oh fuck the goddamn predator's here uh, did you guys ever play that um dlc with was it Call of Duty that had the Predator? I did. Or was it um, uh, uh, no. ba- Wild Wildlands? Which which one of those games I think, had the Predator? I feel like they both had the Predator. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. The Predator wonder, got yeah. around for like a year or so. There, he's, he's been yeah. in a few things. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I wonder how they handle it. Yeah, like, it's kind it, it's kind of a super bummer that I don't have that information because I totally I know, forgot because about that's that. That's kind of what you're talking about. And I remember we when we heard the news that they were doing it, we were thinking like, oh man, they totally blew a chance because like. There, it almost set up exactly the scenario you're talking about where no one's expecting it, it's two teams, and then what if just randomly oh, someone like, just spawns yeah. a predator? Goddamn predators like, what here? What the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, they, they dropped the ball on that because people would have been just flipping out, talking about that would have been all over. You yeah. know? Like I still like that idea, but then you kind of still have to sell the game on not the predator. Well, you know? no, yeah. I, I don't want to go all in as like, oh, this is commandos versus terrorists, and then like the predator just shows up because like... If if you if you sell your game as this generic military yeah, shooter, you're really wasting your your predator name. Yeah, you are. Um, yeah. Well, let's okay. Uh, we talked about sort of the uh, the meta release and stuff, but what about the actual game itself? Like, when you get those three parties in the game, like, how do you see it playing out? What's the actual? Either every player once a day, or maybe once every eight hours, they get the option to. Outside of a match, they get, like, a Predator token. And they can cash mm. in that Predator token and invade a list of matches nearby. That's Interesting, cool. yeah. And it, that can happen, like, it, it'll, there would probably be some kind of, like, progress meter, right, of, like, where in the match it is. And maybe if it's, like, closer to the end of the match, there's some kind of reward system that is higher if you're closer to the end of the match. Because that's, that's just more exciting, right? If, like, right at the end you think you're going to win and the Predator pops in. Um, mm. But then on top of that, I was like, well, like, like, what's really the essence of the Predator? And his whole thing is, like, his, like tracking down, like, the ultimate hunter, I guess, of a given scenario. Yeah, so the kill leader. Yeah, so the kill leader. But could that also uh, extend into, like, whose stats within this game are just, like, cranked? Like, you get these, like, super high-level, like, Twitch guys that are constantly being invaded all the time. Like, mm-hmm. is that a thing to go after or not? So you would see a list of servers and you'd see like the KD ratio on every player and then you could go after the really good guy or whatever. You could just make it Yeah, like maybe random. maybe it's about maybe maybe the goal is to jump in there and grab a trophy, which is like, you know, the the head of one of the mm. players. And depending on, you know, the the skill level of the trophy you get, you know, you ideally you go in there and you pick everybody off and you grab the trophy. But if you can't actually get the best guy, like you kind of got to make do with what you got um okay so this trophy thing suddenly got me thinking of like metal gear 5 where you like 
are looking through your scope and you're like seeing uh, the letter rating of different like scientists yeah. and shit. Oh that yeah, can, that like, was extract. the best. Yeah, that was my favorite part of that game. And so imagine like that's kind of what you're talking about. Like you are looking through and trying to see who the best trophy is, and going into that literally going into that match and extracting them. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like maybe you get a list of all the people that are in this, and yeah. like like you get some dumb predator UI, like you're on his ship or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it can kind of can be like um, an incentive on both sides. So, for example, uh, let's say the ultimate goal of a human is to get really good, get their ranking up because they want to draw out the predator. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then let's say the reason to draw out the predator is if you kill the predator, then maybe and the predator token stuff can be all sort of like parallel to this. Yeah. It doesn't need to be the end goal but you get predator weapons. And so now you're a oh, human with predator weapons or something like that. That cool. might be kind of cool. That is interesting. Um, it, 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 it follows the most recent predator movie, which was <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, so I'm trying to think like, okay, so then that's the, that's the goal of the humans. And I, I guess it would reset every match. So it's, Oh, so you're saying, yeah, you're saying in one match, if I kill the predator, I can loot his corpse and be like super overpowered now because I just like claimed the predator. Yes. But the pro- like it's the pros and cons of that are it's fleeting. Like you do this great thing and then you're going to lose it at the end of the match. That kind of sucks. But at the same time, it's going to feel really good and it would be most balanced probably if it did reset. Right. I wonder if there's some way you can make something carry over. I think you could do, and and I feel like this is not going to be a super popular choice, but cosmetic stuff with it where... Uh, I think cosmetic know, works really well with this. Idea. Because yeah, you could. could, if you kill the predator, maybe you can collect materials from them and use that to craft in like the meta UI, uh, like a... a predator hat or predator boots or something like that where you have like the hair tassels and like the <laughs> netting and the little things and so when so you, go you into essentially a match, look like a predator running around like well, like almost sort of. but like a like a shitty predator well no like, like, a, like a, a kind of Halloween. you know those that <laughs> classic uh australian big game hunter who has like the crocodile teeth in their hat and they have, yeah like, yeah you the got all those skin boots or whatever so you go into a match and and you know it's it's your swag like you're stepping in and being like I'm so good. Not only am I kill leader a lot, I'm kill leader enough to draw the predator out consistently and kill it. Like, yeah, it's, it's huge bragging rights. I'm, I wasn't uh, was in Predator Two. Wasn't he collecting ears? Was that a thing? Something. Yeah, it was something like that. It'd be interesting if there was some equivalent. I think to Universal that. Soldier was ears. I oh. think Predator Two was something else. Yeah, I just I like the idea of before the match starts, you get to see the lineup of the other team. And one guy has like a bunch of like he has like twenty five predator whatevers around yeah, yeah, his neck yeah. as a necklace to show that he's killed twenty five predators. Um, I think so, it would be awesome on the other side if you're a predator and you're able to collect your trophy. And I'm kind of envisioning the predator almost like a glass cannon because they have so many tools at their disposal. I don't think it needs to be a glass cannon because uh, one of one of my primary goals with this idea was once it's clear that the predator is in the match. I feel the like game stops and everyone well, focuses. yeah. Both teams are going to be like, "Hold up, predator!" Like, let's <laughs> yeah. like join forces for a second to try to take this out, and then you get a bunch of like fun backstabbing and that's that's like that's interesting. That's more interesting. You're right. So the predator's kind of like going up against a lot more guys, so he can still be pretty overpowered. It's like the battlefront hero or the um, I'm trying to remember the other one or like a the evolved monster. Yeah, I was going to say battlefront hero is the closest analogy to this where. 
you you actually do pick up a token and you get to you know become Darth Vader or whatever. It's it's a cool feeling. Yeah. But it does this is better because of the way you can shift uh you know alliances. Oh, totally. I think one of the primary goals would be like longevity of a match. Like a, like I think ideally a match should last like 10, 15, 20 minutes or maybe mm-hmm. longer even just so that like just so that when the predator gets in there, he gets that chance to like stalk people and be invisible and like watch stuff from from a distance and like you know, maybe he gets to watch the kill leader's team get picked off slowly by the enemy team. Or he can be like, oh, shit, the kill leader's about to get killed. I'm actually going to help him out for a second so that I can then get, like, a showdown with him. Yeah, okay. So what, you just said something which is pretty interesting because you were saying how the Predator could kind of choose to help a side or not, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, at, at his own discretion for no right. no specific reason other than what he thinks. Yeah, I, 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 there's something there because like that's kind of what happens in the movies. Like sometimes because there's they eventually introduce like the good predator and stuff like that. I, so there, I think there's something there. I don't exactly sure what it is. Like you could help if you help the losing team. Um, you maybe you get something else, or I don't know. Maybe just naturally by going after the highest value target, you are helping the losing team. Maybe it just works out that way. I, I think my my crazy spin is gonna gonna hit that. So you've gotten a predator token. And you go to cash it in. You are just dropped in at the beginning of a random game, just like you were matchmaking before. Okay. You are perched above the battlefield. Like your starting position is just like kind of like almost off the map. And you're able to witness the entire thing. And as people's KDs go up or down, their heat signatures get brighter or dimmer. So you can see okay. the, like, you can kind of organically see the kill leaders emerge on each team. And then you're able to shoot and kill anything, but of course it's going to draw attention to yourself. But you also want to almost like, uh, what, what's the, incubate the kill leader? Like let them keep going further into the match to get as powerful as possible. If his KD's higher, he's worth more. Exactly. And then when you go to do the kill, you have to do like an Apex Legends style execution on them to actually collect the trophy, which puts you in the crosshairs of everybody. So it becomes this, it, like a stronger cat and mouse where you're watching the kill leader, you're maybe helping them out by taking pot shots at some of the other team so that they can get the kill on them. And then when the time but is But the right, second you take a pot shot, it's like predators here, everybody. Play. Well, maybe. I mean, that's that's part of the, the thing, right? Like, you, Yeah, that's that's the like emergent It's a risk-reward thing. Yeah. Um, but then like you get the kill leader, you cut their head off, and then you have your trophy. I the, with that with those rules in place, is there any incentive to not do that? To not do what specifically? To not wait to not wait it out and maybe silently kill and help the kill leader so you get the most. Points. I think waiting it out is okay because because okay. that's that's very predator. Yeah. Yeah, because you're stealth all the way to the end. Yeah, exactly. Right? You're stealth most of the time. Yeah, that that does make. But sense. the other thing too is if you're a brand new player and you've gotten your predator token, you just want to get your feet wet. You might just pick off some of the easier ones, take the head off, get your trophy early, and then get out just so you get that experience. So it right. it kind of is its own difficulty scale. I think I think I these I think these are all great ideas. Uh the only one I don't specifically agree with is the the uh like the glory kill idea. I don't think it's necessary. How do you differentiate between a kill and the trophy collection then? Well I, I think you just you kill you kill your guy um, you kill your player, and then 
you have to take a moment to you know stand over their body and do all like the cutting and dressing and stuff i I guess that's what i meant by by the execution just that there's like a five to eight second thing where you're vulnerable and you're going through the animation of taking it yeah yeah but the, the the difference is i think you should be able to to kill the to kill your target just like any other target and oh yeah absolutely I yeah guess I now your goal is to just either wait wait for the area to clear up or you know may, you know maybe there's things in place where like once you're out there once you get tagged by a bullet or something and you're like bleeding that glowing blood mm. you, it's a lot harder to stay hidden and people can track you so like now that now if you've taken a hit it, you know you you, you kind of do got to get in there and grab your trophy and get the hell out right um, so I think we have, I, th- I think we're in a good spot with the predator unless you really want to add something. The only thing I would say is I think we can do Jeff's idea without having to start from scratch. I, I really love the concept of, uh, choosing which battle to jump into. It's just a novel idea. I like choosing yeah. a battle. I like even maybe for even more points, calling your, uh, calling your shot, so to speak, where mm-hmm. you even, you even set your target before you go in there. So it's like it's like betting right. on who the kill leader is going to be. Yeah, because you're going to be able to see like their past game stats and stuff. Right. Right. And I think that should That's influence. Really cool. um, you know, in, in a lot of games, we have um, these sort of like uh, player cards and, and mm-hmm. match histories and stats, and it's all fun. It's all like you know interesting stats, like a spreadsheet. But I think this is the first time there's been a game that could potentially actually gamify yes, that. Yes, That's it. pretty yeah. strong. Because Definitely. if people are if people are dropping out of matches because you know like it happens all the time where you you're losing in a game and like your your tryhards just like bail before the match even ends because you know they're trying to get those kds or whatever like you you, if you put like stats that drop when you when you leave a match mid progress then like you're also missing out on this these potential like predator invasions and stuff yeah yeah Um, so yeah i think predator is in a good spot I, I like where we're at. I I still don't know what the main game of this is though, and that's always been sort of my main my major struggle with it. I know. I mean, it sounds like the idea is more about the meta arrangement. Like, if you think about any one of these games that comes out, like a battle royale game or something, the game is has like minor tweaks to it, but it's usually like this one big hook that changes it. And maybe that's all you need. Maybe the the game is just very tight standard stuff, but this is that extra. No, I actually 100% agree with that. I think that this idea is such a new take on the classic team deathmatch that it almost stands on its own without it, without that game. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I mean, there's uh, there's little nitty gritty things I'm sure we can come up with, uh, but that's it's going to be much harder to. It's like you know how do you how do you improve the multiplayer shooter? That's kind of like a well intricate. I I have an answer to that. You hand it to respawn. Am I right? Oh yeah, no, that's fucking true. <laughs> but I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna give you guys two options here um, that I think are maybe the two best ways to do this. The the first option and maybe the more obvious one is, uh, it's essentially a hero shooter. It's like a it's like a six on six or whatever, and you pick your heroes mm-hmm. and just just like America's Army, there you both feel like you're on the badass side, but the other team looks like the bad guys. Um, and then maybe there's some objective in the middle, like. I don't like hostages. It's just not super fun. Counter Strike mm-hmm. did it, and it was they did it well enough. But I think it's played. Um, yeah, Rainbow Six Siege Two is is all about that. Yeah, so maybe you know you you put in a you put in a uh, supply drop that the teams have to like work their way towards through the forest and whatever. Um, 
and then they naturally meet and that's your that's your thing but uh aside from that the other idea i had is what if there is only one team and this is more of a pve experience where the bad guys are these actual like jobbers who are who just get whose job is to just get mowed down so you can actually feel like the guys in the movie that are just like mowing down this whole area i like that that's very I actually really like that I've, uh, that was my one of my favorite things about Titanfall, like the addition of those. I can't believe no one else does it. It's so good. Yeah, it's such a such a smart idea. So I, I'm actually all about that. I think that's that's perfect for this game idea as well. Yeah. yeah so maybe maybe it's maybe it's the the we'll call them the commandos. The commandos' yeah. job is to pick a mission, and the mission can be anything. Like just imagine like a military ass mission that could even mm, be yeah. go get the hostages because now it's like. Now your job is just to fight your way to the hostages, and you're not really too... Yeah. Yeah. Although, shit, then you can get into a whole thing where you're literally trying to get a hostage back to a helicopter and the Predator's on your ass, <laughs> and then it's just straight out of the movie. I think uh, that works as long as the AI is really good, and since this is just the idea, we'll say the AI is perfect. The AI is perfect because we don't have to make it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I like that a lot. I like this. Somebody should make this. Somebody should make yeah. it. Someone should make it. Um, so... Uh, Jeff, what do you have? So I've, I'm so excited to get my Rift S. I pre-ordered it May 1st oh, you when did? they went live. Yeah, hell yeah. So it, oh, it ships shit. on May 22nd. I've already got a dozen free apps in the Rift. Uh, <laughs> the store? like I'll Yeah, the up. Rift store. Man, I'm so jealous. I got to get one now. I'm so excited about this. So um, I've been thinking about VR. And this game has been sitting kind of on my mental shelf for a while. So um, this this pitch is actually based on a very old idea of mine. When I was a kid, I thought it would be so cool for a superhero game, and this is before there were good superhero games, a superhero game to start with your hero captured by the enemy, and they are tied to a chair and blindfolded. So you start the game blind, and then it kind of opens up after this introduction Um but this idea of, of blindness is stuck with me. And in college, I did a project called Blind that was all textureless shaders with point lights and Fresnel shading on the edges to denote like what you touch or what sound bounces off of. And then after college, there are all these games that came out that did the exact same thing. In fact, there's a VR game called Blind that does the exact same thing. This game uses that as a base. The one hook on this is you are blind, but you can still open your eyes the problem is when you open your eyes, lasers come out of them and you hurt or destroy everything Jeff, you look at. I had this idea. Did you really? I had this idea. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's as far as I got because I was like, this idea is crazy. I don't know what to do with it. So yeah, I'm very so, excited to so hear essentially, what you you're, you're playing as like adolescent Cyclops. Um, yeah, yeah. And because cause when I was thinking about it, I was just like, okay, VR it's the headset. The only feedback you have is audiovisual, the exact same way it is on a TV. The difference is you're immersed in it. So the whole blind thing works really well. But like, since you can't see, you want to see. But wanting to see is actually a bad thing in this game. But it'll be necessary because of whatever puzzles or scenario is 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 presented to the player. Beyond that main mechanic, um, here are some ideas I had about it. One, it's more narrative driven. And so you go through scenarios of this, it doesn't have to be a mutant, but essentially mutant growing up with this crazy ability that gets worse over time. And of course, like the more you use this ability, the more you're vilified. So it's, it's kind of more narrative driven, but it has these, um, 
you know, scenarios set up where the player has to be able to see certain things or there are enemies or obstructions that they need to take out. Um, like, like, can you imagine having to read a passcode to unlock a door, but looking at it will destroy it? I don't know. I think there's something interesting with that. I was thinking about that because, like, you, you, you want to have this thing where when your eyes are closed, you see the world very basically and for what, like, hard surfaces they are. Yes. But yes. If, there's, if there's something written on a piece of paper, you have to, like, open your eyes to see that because there's no other detail on that paper for sound to bounce off of or, or whatever. Yeah. But, but then you open your eyes and you burn the paper up. So the question is how do you get around that? <laughs> the problem with this idea is that it's too it's almost like too black and white it's the, like just the idea of lasers it being it's just so powerful it's so destructive that it's it's i don't know there's no middle ground i feel like you need to throttle it in some way just for game mechanics sake i i think you can the scenarios growing up i think it starts where if you look at something too long it'll light on fire and then that progresses to the end of the game where if you look at something, it is obliterated. And so you, the game, just like I'm assuming what it would be like to grow up a mutant, I happen to not be a mutant. Well, what questions do you have? Maybe I can answer them. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, like l- the player learns to deal with it in line with the character learning to deal with it until you get to the end. And then the other thing is uh, with any kind of controller or like Oculus Touch, you have analog buttons like triggers where you could kind of temper how open your eyes are and i think that's how you can play with being able to see and being just a little bit destructive or you know going full in so so some of the newer headsets actually are going to start doing eye tracking Mm -hmm. for what they call foveated rendering where the the resolution is actually lower where you're not looking yeah and um what i'm getting at is i think that if there was a way to actually have your eyes control it, would be amazing. I think that's mm-hmm. ideal, like, but I don't think it's yeah. it's not required. Yeah, it's not required. It's just it's a little weird to me to use a, your left trigger to control your eyes or something. I don't know. It's there's something dis- disconnect there, and maybe there's yeah. no way around. And there's it. always abstraction. That's a that's a solvable problem. Um, yeah. But I I we really need to figure out how opening the eyes really works and how you get around just like instantly obliterating stuff. There's a, here, yeah, here's some more problems. One is... Um, Let's just slam Jeff with all the problems we have. <laughs> no, it really, I mean, that's like... I think, uh, I think Matt was wise to abandon this because no, it is really hard. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is hard, but... I, it, it's know. definitely no, hard, know, but it's, it's also super uh, interesting. And, and I, you know, I'm well, not is. oblivious to the problems with it, but I, I think that that's uh, as part of the fun of, of this. Okay, so thing. like at the beginning of the game, if you stare at... It's a perfectly fine idea. If you stare at something too long, it blows up. Yeah you're going to just constantly be like darting your eyes around. And maybe that is the point is like, man, look how jittery you have to be now. And this <laughs> might be a nice uh, analog for like, uh, you know, attention deficit, like kids where they just can't sit still. And maybe they think that you're, you have some other issues, but really you just can't stare at one thing for two seconds. That's, that's really interesting. Finally, when you are like obliterating things, like what's the trade off? Like, wouldn't it just be better to close your eyes and not do the thing? Like how important are these things that, require that that make total destruction worth it so i because it's it's kind of this superhero x-men kind of thing i think that what you could do is take the narrative where you know you're just a kid in class you're in third grade or whatever and you notice that if you look at something too long it lights on fire um 
I think that eventually your powers get the attention of, of something like uh, Project X or, or whatever. And so maybe the end of the game, when you have this obliterating power, you are fighting bad guys finally. Like you've, you've ascended, you've grown. Now you're you know, 10, 20 years older. And so I think you could handle it that way. How, okay, here's a question. How, how does the, are you ever going to get the red visor? An equivalent to the red visor. I think that would be cool. Like that's that's like that's, the, that's your Titanfall auto pistol. Exactly. Moment. I was just about to say. Right. Right. Okay. Um, I, but so where I'm at with this is I think Jeff Jeff's love Jeff loves to make narrative games. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think in this case that is the hardest thing to get around is is a is a heavily narrative game because you you want to tell a good story in this world where it's kind of by necessity hard to take in information right uh, that and also um in, in a narrative game you are sort of funneled through some through an experience and you know how invisible those walls are are you know, sometimes that's what makes a good game or not and if you can just open your eyes and destroy everything it's like constant fail state yeah so what i'm you know what i'm getting at is maybe what if destroying stuff is more the the goal where okay. you want to you want to destroy the right things, and it's you know, I'm 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 imagining like you know aliens or something that are kind of rushing at you, and mm-hmm. maybe they are also blind and attracted to your noise. So like the the goal is to make make sound and make echoes and use your echolocation to target these fast moving aliens so that you can open your eyes at the right time and like blast them. How about this? I got an idea. I got, it maybe solves it. Let's let's not make it exactly cyclops like open versus close because i think that's part of my biggest problem is that it's just too binary what if it only applies to organic material so basically what it amounts to is and this kind of goes back to the the metaphor of being like a a kid what if you just have to avert your eyes like you're looking down at the desk you're looking at the chalkboard but anytime someone talks to you you just kind of like have you have to look away uh, and that actually is kind of powerful. And, and also, you're still taking in all the information. You're not totally blind. And um, that could be an interesting way to tell the story. And I feel like that's a little bit less constraining. And then when you, when you like, make eye contact with someone, that's a powerful moment, both in the narrative and in your powers, you know? I love that. I, I, <laughs> I, no, no, I, I genuinely that's love like, that. that I think it, that's it, your tagline. I, I, yeah. I do <laughs> love a lot. I do love a lot. But that idea of of connection being dangerous or connection being a fail state, I think there's a really powerful metaphor that that you've yeah. you've come into that I didn't immediately see with that. And then the idea of of having almost like a second where you can look at somebody before it like really swells up and fires, so that mm-hmm. it it plays with tension and it plays with the expectation that you and I have where, you know, we want to make eye contact with people versus the expectation that other people have where it's hard to make eye contact. And and that's a, that's a really interesting play. There could be a good mechanic where as you're about to fire, things start to slow down. And so Mm. it it becomes like very intentional. Like, okay, I have to, I, I'm, I'm committing now. You are, your brains are going to (laughs) explode. And so I'm going to stare at you. I'm going to give you the fucking evil eye. The evil eye to end all evil eyes. Yeah. God, I'm I'm trying yeah. to come up with a with a scenario like like the the last thing in the game where you you have to you have to look at a loved one for some reason 
and like right. like you have to like it's it's they looking at them solves the problem for some reason but like when you right. when you do it the player is something's revealed to the player in that moment and when the eyes are about to fire it just doesn't or it ends up being okay and like like, like that's the moment they learn person. control yeah, something along it's those lines. It's the final test or something. Yeah, so yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe this game, you know, needs to take place with that fully grown, fully fledged superhero just minus no, the No, I think, I think it's think cool it going, through the, the... going through the life cycle and, like, the, okay. the, the end of this journey is when they've, they've finally gained control. Absolutely. Yeah, it should be the boyhood I was just about Cyclops. to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there all kinds of, like, weirdly dark scenes where, like, you're accidentally, like, burning up your childhood pet? like that's that's gonna happen um well yeah i mean i think that we've taken again we've taken jeff's narrative idea and kind of uh changed it a little bit but well to be fair i think the mechanic was was there yeah the mechanic is there i think the the challenge of whoever makes this is going to be coming up is writing this story that goes through the the life of a child for 10 15 years and stays yeah. engaging the whole time, and yeah, I'm thinking it probably like what a half an hour experience. Yeah, half an hour to good. to an hour. 40. Well, I was gonna yeah, say yeah. real time. <laughs> oh, like Roy from Rick and Morty, yeah. the Roy game or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Um, awesome. Somebody should write this. <laughs> Someone should write it. and then make this. Yep. Awesome. All right, Danish, you're up. Uh, yeah, you're up. All right. So, have you guys seen Maximum Overdrive, the movie? Oh wait. Uh, Maximum Overdrive. Is that the one with the with the truck? It's the car. It's the car. The vehicles came alive. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. the one. Okay. Uh, a, a, the IMDb plot summary is a group of people try to survive when machines start to come alive and become homicidal. Mm. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. How has this no, not you're done. been somebody, a game? Somebody should make this. That's it. How has this not been a game? <laughs> um, okay. So here's the pitch. Now, there's a couple of ways we can go with it, but let me just start out with the kind of craziest one. Imagine um, a battle royale game, 100 people, whatever, okay? Uh, except it's one versus 99. <laughs> and one guy... <laughs> that is one pretty guy's asymmetrical. The human. I love yes, it. exactly. Uh, one guy's the human. Let's say, let's say 99 maybe is too much. Let's say one versus like 20 or something like that, okay? Um, one guy's the human, and everyone else spawns into a machine in a mundane environment. So, and this is... It's actually covering a little bit of the same ground as my another previous pitch of mine, Identity. You're uh, figuring out case, though, <laughs> what vehicle you are? No, no. I think in this case, it's not going to be like... Figuring it out is probably not going to be the goal. Like, you, you, pop, you pop into something, the controls will just show up. It'll be there. It, it shouldn't be hard. That, that's not the hard part. The hard part, what's, what's, what's the, the game itself is going to be, is trying to figure out how to make yourself lethal. So, for example... <laughs> um, <clears throat> and this is where it's going to be really interesting. So, for example, you you spawn into like a stapler. Now, again, like in the movie, I don't. I, <laughs> okay. Machine, like the machine, is a pretty loose term. Like, you know, what's a machine? What's not a machine? It doesn't really. Well, even the, make movie sense in the movie was very specifically. Oh no! Was there was like a sprinkler that killed somebody? Wasn't there? I'm pretty sure like a Coke machine also yeah. like shat, Those shot out like do Pepsi's. kill people. That's that true. is a real yeah. thing. Right. So anyway, uh, we're gonna go really fast and loose with what constitutes a machine or not, um, but. So let's say you're a stapler and you can hop around, you can shoot staples at people and it's like you're ineffective and maybe you go up to the guy and you can just like, maybe you like distract him or you slow him down for like 0.1 second. That's all you can do. 
Okay, and then another guy is, I don't know, um, a you know blender or something, and he's actually kind of like powerful because he's got spinning blades, but he's stationary and he's just gonna wobble a little bit, but he can't really move anywhere. Maybe you can just barely wobble over to the edge of a counter, like sort of I am bread style, but you can't really go anywhere. <laughs> now and then maybe there's like a. a this is like really loose with the machine thing, but maybe you're a garden hose and you can kind of like <laughs> s- flop around and slither around. I'm going to go. So that's not even loose. That's just not what a machine is. It's not a machine. But, it's okay. not a machine. Um, yeah. Let's just say inanimate objects. Let's, <laughs> let's expand this out to beyond machines. Um, and the, the trick though is to party up with other people. So if you combine, if the snake, if the hose, the fire, the, the a garden hose can somehow make its way to the blender and wrap itself around it, and now you have like a garden hose that can uh, snake around with a spinning blade head, and actually start to attack, you know, more effectively. Okay, so it's sort of like uh, what's what's the Xbox exclusive zombie game where you combine weird shit to make weird weapons? Oh, oh, oh Dead Rising. Dead Rising, yeah, it's like that. Except yes. there's no, you're not the guy, you are the. Thing. Yes, exactly. Actually, that's a great that's a great reference. I didn't think of Dead Rising. Yes, exactly. So Dead Rising. But you, but every different person is a different inanimate object or slash machine, and you combine yourself and then try to go after the guy. And every level, and again, I'm going to reference I Am Bread because it's such a it's it's a masterpiece. And it's like the best game ever made. Uh, in, in I Am Bread, you start out <laughs> in the a, kitchen. That's a hell of a claim. <laughs> uh, you start off in the kitchen, and you're you're dealing with kitchen shit, and then you move into the garage, and you have garage shit. So it's kind of like that. You can have different environments. And in that environment is the options that the uh, inanimate object players have to use. So there could be like a home environment, which is all just domestic items. And, you know, like uh, maybe there's one car in the garage and you can kind of like start it, but the garage doors close. And I don't know, somehow if you can get the car to somehow work uh, or find the keys, like, like maybe it could be a little bit like the Friday the 13th game where like the car is there, but he can't do anything until the keys kind of wobble their way over to the car and like <laughs> put, it, put it in the car, you know. Stuff like that. But the whole premise is that you have to somehow find your partner in crime. You have to f- figure out what goes together and what makes the best, best combination. And so like Dead Rising, there's probably you know, hundreds, thousands of combinations. And maybe one of them is like the ultimate that people discover like months later. And and then the, the guy himself is uh, is very overpowered because he's a guy and he can like just stomp on things and kick things and swing a baseball bat or whatever he has lying around the house. <laughs> Um, Except that the baseball bat is as lying a, as a dormant and to trick it, him. <laughs> it swings around and <laughs> yeah. hits him in the head and wins by itself. And it looks like he's bashing himself on the head for a second. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so uh, that's basically it. It's uh, one versus many. They're all inanimate objects that must form, like they should Voltron themselves into killing machines and go after the guy. I don't know if you misspoke or if the uh, if Zencaster just like glitched, but it sounded like you said one versus Manny. And so the main character's <laughs> name should definitely be Manny. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense because then it's one versus one. No, it's just well, no, one then it's m- Then it's many versus many. Oh, <laughs> many, many versus many. Manny versus Manny. <laughs> that's the name of the game. All right. Uh, that's done. So, <laughs> so can I say real quick that when you started uh, talking about this idea, I actually envisioned the complete opposite thing where all the like the 20 players would be like actual machines out in the world, like lawnmowers and cars and whatever else. And there would be those 20 people amidst like 200 objects. So the real trick was for the human player to figure out what was possessed 
and then destroy it before they destroyed him. I think that totally could work. It's not really the opposite idea at all. I think it, it totally could be. So that was a thing. that was a Half Life mod. That was definitely oh, a, really? it was oh, really? definitely a Half Life. Yeah, I think uh, it not not exactly, but the, I'm pretty sure there was a Half Life mod back in back in the fucking glory days of video games, where <laughs> any lunatic with a weird idea could come up with some crazy shit and have a mod out the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think one player was basically able to like possess any of the like uh models scattered throughout the level like the set dressing stuff so like mm-hmm. uh they could be a crate or they could be a soda machine or essentially anything that like makes up the level and mm-hmm. i don't remember if they could like i think they could like move around and stuff and it was up to like one player to find what the possessed object was and destroy it oh, it's like hide was, and seek almost yeah pretty much oh, i don't think there cool. was much more to it than that and there's an and I'm I'm probably mixing this up with box wars where uh, the entire level was a shitload of like crates, but one <laughs> player is a, a crate that can move around, and he's just got to hide. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> man, oh, yeah. I I pine for those days. But uh, yeah, sorry that I just wanted to get those ideas. Out yeah, there. That's yeah, great. that's this really uh, So there's, I I was kind of keeping things really small for this first pitch, but yes, it it could expand out to a neighborhood block where it is a lot of uh, lawnmowers and things, which makes it a lot easier. You don't have to combine yourself, but, but the, the uh, maybe you could. But the trick is for that human player then to say, like, okay, I have to be careful about, like, what might kill me because if I walk past that, you know, dumpster. <laughs> Just avoiding everything. Right, right. But, like, it turns it into, uh, you know, closer to that hide and seek kind of thing where where the player needs to survive x amount of minutes but they're not sure where is a safe place and you know the really good players are, are going to be that bookshelf that the player is hiding next to the entire time they don't move their mouse once until like 30 seconds to the end of the game and they just fall over and kill the they guy. just jostle the vase off the top and land on the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An- another good reference is like the final destination movies yes where it's like you have a series of you know rube goldberg things and yeah it- everyone's just a piece of that rube goldberg puzzle so i know this goes against your idea as a whole but i i want to float the idea of it's it's not an asymmetrical multiplayer game like it's still multiplayer but yeah it could there's there's a very interesting game in uh hitman but with uh objects and because because when you're talking about the car keys that need to make their way to the car so that the car will drive i yeah. i i really like the the concept that it's almost like this puzzler in terms of like how do we make these two objects work together mm-hmm. and yeah. if you if you couple that with like an ai target who's sort of doing their their day-to-day routine and you gotta you and your buddy have to figure out how to work together there's a lot of good stuff there where you gotta the target's always named manny so we we Mm -hmm. we at least get to keep that but yeah one player is a garden hose and another player is a lawnmower and the garden hose needs to like wrap his legs up and make him fall on the ground so that the lawnmower can drive over him like really slow yeah you know actually you make a good point I, i was just thinking that hey it just it's clean everyone's a human but there is a lot of advantages to making Manny an AI because then he's not going to do he, he can be scripted to work well with the puzzles that we want yeah. to Yeah. And he's not going to do out. weird uh yeah. human things like 
specifically try to avoid everything or run to a weird corner of the map where right. you can't get to or just or jump around like for a lunatic. five minutes or straight <laughs> teabag the garden hose that's not even possessed <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh, oh man um no actually i think that's great i think that's a great way because the the for me, the most interesting part is what you're talking about, is the, the, the puzzle, the combining. Uh, there's, like, for example, I, I was thinking about this while you were talking, like, maybe the uh, the keys take so long to wobble their way to the car <laughs> that, like, you need to get, so, you know, the little uh, RC car yeah. to, like, give the keys a ride <laughs> to the car. <laughs> so, so it's, like, faster. Yeah, I that, like, two players... Like maybe it needs to be more than two players so that you get like more, more, than more variables, well, I, right? I like the idea of there being like twenty players in the match and they're each trying to find somebody else to Their work own with. Way of doing it. And oh, so when it's Manny is sitting there, yeah, yeah. So you have to be the team that gets him. And right. and so there's you know he he's eating breakfast and then he's going to get in his car and leave. So but the you team have... the team shouldn't be preset though. No, no, I no, like no, no. The, I like this totally like party organic. game idea. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, like, right. I'm tr- I'm the keys. I'm trying to get over to the car, but then I see the RC car driving past. I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm going with this guy. Yeah. And, you know, you, you get to kind of choose who you're with, and then the car. You know, is you know what's funny is that um, if you if you play this out, what could happen is just an object versus object war. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get the kill, and I am okay so, with this. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what's great about it, though, because if each scenario is timed, like it's 15, 20 minutes from when Manny starts whatever it is, the part of his day that you're in till when he finishes it. And you have that to, to complete, like there is that competition that gets up, but then also just everything is going to be moving in the level at once. And it's going to be <laughs> chaos until people start like pairing off or. So, or, so if Manny sees this, sh- like I like him just being oblivious. I think that's funny. Well, no, I, it would be, well, you go first. I think I know what you're going to say. I was going to say Manny should have, an insanity meter. <laughs> the more shit he sees popping off, he just starts losing his mind. And That's if it gets good. too far, he just does something crazy and like accidentally kills himself, and then nobody wins. Uh, I, I, that's great. I was going to do something a little bit similar to that, where uh, let's say that that's the middle step. Okay, so the first step is oblivious. And if everybody collectively, because this is great, because like if one person screws it up, then they screw it up for everyone. So there's this great tension of like, guys, we, let's all stay, uh, you know, stealth. And that way you can get closer to where we want to do. Then the first stage is like, what the fuck was that? You know, am I losing my mind? And then the final stage is just complete freak out. And if he goes into complete freak out mode, he's just going to run out. He's going to jump out the window. Everything's yeah, just yeah. after him. And yeah. And, and then the, and then it's going to be a lot harder. And, I mean, that's another image that I love is him running down the street with 20 <laughs> objects just like following Staplers him. bouncing after him. That's yeah. great. I love it. Uh, yeah. I don't think we're going to get better than no, that. Yeah, we nailed Somebody it. should make this. Somebody should make it. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't wait to play it. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it from this week's episode of Someone Should Make This. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can email us your game ideas or tell us about games we've sort of touched on at uh, someone should make this podcast at gmail.com tweet at us at, at make this podcast uh, we would love it if you could give us a rating on iTunes and thank you to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song until next week we've done the hard part now someone should make it <laughs>